You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golson. It is Monday, July 22nd, and we are here in the flesh in the studio. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been I'm like three weeks. Trying to remember how to run the controls here. Yeah. I've been running everything remotely and recording and, and sharing <laughs> stories that way. Man, National Youth Gathering, that was. That was intense. It was. In a really good way. Yeah. Lots of we got to meet lots of uh, great people. I think we met all twenty four thousand people that were there. It's possible our <laughs> buttons were a hit. I'm not That's gonna lie. True. Oh yeah, the KFUO buttons. Yeah, they were KFUO gone and KFUO really fast. Buttons. Those were very <laughs> popular. Um, yeah, I think the first day about probably fifteen to twenty thousand came by. The oh yeah. Booth. Yeah, it was, it was it was a busy day. It was good. It was great um, to get to meet so many uh, young young people, both youth and adults in our church body, and so many of our partners as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it was just a, an outstanding event, and very thankful to um, LCMS Office of National Mission Youth Ministry for uh, the invitation and opportunity to be at the National Youth Gathering, and all the the um, the leaders and and uh, the partners who went into making that happen. There are a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't see <laughs> that make that thing successful lots of logistics Um, and uh, i think our listeners heard some of those kids kids youth uh on the air last week too with all the liners are those still running i don't obviously have any idea there will be (laughs) a few more running this week and we we're at convention we are not at convention but um we're not sitting at convention but we have our team at convention so we'll catch up with them in just a little bit as Mm -hmm. well so we'll hear from folks from convention this week as well uh kip allen and gary duncan are there uh and so we'll get to hear from them a little bit from convention and and maybe hear some of the voices from that as well yeah thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about them at cuw.edu live uncommon <laughs> joining us in studio this morning dr debbie arfston she's the director of the director of christian education program at concordia university chicago good morning debbie thanks so much for being here good morning glad to be here and uh the dce's in the studio outnumber you this morning Sarah. that happens a lot <laughs> <laughs> i gotta bring some more of my own friends <laughs> well d- <laughs> It, and what category would that be? <laughs> that is a good question. Exercise science well, or... Cyclist, maybe? Cyclist, cyclist. I don't okay. know. Him That's true. You've, very... you've tried that before. Tried outnumbering me with bicyclists in, in the studio times. before. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about um, DCE ministry in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, it, it's a... it's. It's kind of a significant year for DCEs this mm-hmm. year, uh, celebrating 60 years uh, since the beginning of DCE ministry in the LCMS, and just uh, recognized at convention this week as well, resolution to acknowledge that and, and give thanks to God for that. Um, that just happened, what, Don, uh, just two days yesterday, ago? Yesterday. I yesterday. Yes. I can check Twitter. The, the uh, <laughs> a resolution to, to, yeah. to thank God for uh, DCE's directors of Christian education in the LCMS uh, and that resolution passed. And uh, so let's go back, Debbie. Let's before you and I both were DCEs. Um, <laughs> this is way back in well, sixty years ago. Um, how did the the concept of director of Christian education begin? Actually, it was before you and I were born, even. So that's even better. <laughs> uh, so uh, back in the day, uh, churches wanted uh, some help with things like Sunday school, mm-hmm. adult education programs. But in that time period, the only people that were allowed to do that were men. 
And so a lot of these men who were uh, school teachers, Lutheran school teachers, served in the congregation, maybe helping with Sunday school. And they also, many of them were church musicians. And so they played the organ and did choirs. But that was simply um, a secondary role to their teaching role. As time went on, the the need became greater because uh, some of the churches didn't feel like the schools were fulfilling all of the Christian education needs for kids. And so that's when they started kind of recruiting and looking for other people to take on the lead for that. And over time, that became less dominant male and more open to both male and female. And so eventually there was just movement to say, uh, so we've had directors of Christian education informally prior to 1959, um, and but they were just, you know, part-time, very rarely full-time in the church. And so then there was a movement to say, we want to make this a legitimate church work profession. And the first time that it went to convention, which I believe was 1956, uh, it, it was not passed, but it was, you know, as many things are, let's talk about it for another three years and bring it to the next convention. And so it was in 1959 that it became a legitimate church work professional office. And that's when um, Concordia Chicago, at the time, Concordia Teachers College, River Forest, <laughs> and then also Concordia and Seward, we were the first two Concordias to begin that program. Is that when, and I'm not a rostered church worker, so I don't know this process nearly as well as the two of you do, um, but is is that when uh, DCEs were eligible for calls, or did that happen at a different time? That happened much later. Okay. It actually was not until 1983 oh, wow. That's a lot that, later. <laughs> that DCEs became a rostered um, field on in the office. What so, difference does that make for someone um, when it was a, a legitimate church position as opposed to actually being eligible for a call? Well, certainly in the in the call process. So now our students are on the roster. And mm-hmm. so um, that gives them, you know, the benefits of being on the roster. But it's also important uh, if they down the road, if they are looking for another call or if congregations are looking for a new DCE, they can go through our centralized system to find out, you know, who might be available. And and it's just, you know, to be honest, it's a status, but it's an important status to say I'm a certified rostered church worker. It shows that you have the training, mm-hmm. and that's most significant because sometimes churches will say we want a DCE, but we want somebody who's had the Christian education training, and we certainly want somebody who has the theological training. Mm-hmm. So being a rostered, certified rostered, indicates that you have that background. Mm-hmm. What? How are DCEs prepared for this service in the church? So at Concordia Chicago, they uh, have, uh, it's a DCE major, and so it's very broad. We don't want to just train for one aspect of ministry. There's history would say that a lot of DCEs did youth ministry only, but we train that DCEs are grounded in Christian education and theology, and then we offer courses that relate to children's ministry, family ministry, church leadership, uh, parish education, uh, how do you administrate Sunday school, vacation Bible school. So it's a very well-rounded Christian education uh, degree with a strong theological background. 
for that. In addition to that, um, most of our Concordias also have a field work uh, addition to their program. So at where I'm at, at Concordia Chicago, we have a 150-hour requirement of field work over the course of a couple years. So they are connected with a local congregation supervised by a DCE or a pastor, and they get hands-on experience with all those different areas that really prepares them for their internship. So once they've completed their four years of academics and their field work, then they do a one-year internship at a congregation, could be anywhere in the country. And that's a full-time uh, paid internship where they're working in you know certain areas. And we try to match our students depending on their, their gifts and abilities. So some come in saying, I want to do youth ministry. Some say, I want to do family ministry. They're almost all doing Christian education at some level. Mm-hmm. That, that's a lot of training, a lot of really good, good trainings that, that these students uh, have have a good, solid background when they when they finally have that have that call to serve in the church. Now, you mentioned uh, a lot of different areas. What are some of the, the specific ways that DCEs are serving today? It's pretty broad. I would still say we have a lot of DCEs who are in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we have many who are doing Christian education, so Sunday school, VBS, adult education, confirmation is a, another very strong component of DCE ministry. So in the parish, they're doing all those aspects. Some are very specific toward maybe youth ministry, junior high, senior high. Some are really specific toward children, families. So that would be young children up through maybe grade five. So it just depends on the needs of the congregation and the gifts of the the student mm-hmm. as they start out. We also have DCE serving in other capacities. So, for example, I'm a DCE, and I serve. I served in parish ministry for many years, and I've been at the university now for 15 years. So I'm a DCE serving in a different capacity. Andy, you are a DCE serving <laughs> in a different capacity. Right. We have other DCEs who are maybe in outdoor ministry, camp mm-hmm. directors yeah. in our Naloma system. Uh, we have some who work here in the synodical building. We have mm-hmm. some who work in districts. So it just depends on your gifts and abilities. I would say, by and large, they start in the parish. Our training is for parish ministry. And then over time, they may end up taking those gifts and that training and using it in a different area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have roughly six, I think, here at the International Center now. We're serving anywhere from Office of National Mission to International Mission, a variety of settings. And some of them have other specializations as well, in addition to Mm -hmm. um, DCE certification. I know for a long time, um, DCE programs offered dual certification as Lutheran teacher and DCE director of Christian education. Mm -hmm. Roughly, uh, how many DCEs are serving today? Do you have any idea where we are in that? We're probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 550 to 600 active Mm -hmm. parish DCEs. Mm -hmm. We do keep track as well as we can. That doesn't necessarily count people like you and I who are in different roles. But in terms of active parish, probably around 10% of our congregations. Wow. And... uh as DCEs um, serve in the field, there are opportunities for them to, uh, for continuing education or support to um, to stay sharp as mm-hmm. they're in their field as well. What are some of those opportunities throughout, you know, across the board? Sure. Well, one that's really specific to DCEs is called Kindle. 
It is a, a program that's been developed several years ago, uh, very geared toward the parish DCE. It's a, a year or two of some training that they do hands-on experiences in their parish to grow in leadership and to also grow their lay leaders in understanding what it means to be in team ministry. That's one that's really specific to DCEs. Others will do like master's degrees in could be Christian education. It could be youth ministry. Uh, we'd have a couple of them right now doing theology master's degrees. We have some who are aspiring someday to do higher education. So they're gearing that a little more in that way. Um, we had them do family ministry, some who are going into counseling. Mm. So it's really diverse. Mm -hmm. And, and when they seek advice, you know, from me, I just say, well, what is your passion and what kind of ministry do you want? to be doing. So there are definitely opportunities out there for them to do that. Our guest today, Dr. Debbie Arston, Director of the DCE Program, Director of Christian Education Program at Concordia University Chicago, celebrating 60 years of DCE ministry. I don't even think if you added up our years as DCEs, we even come close to 60 years of, <laughs> of, of DCE ministry. But uh, thanks be to God for uh, those who had the, the foresight to recognize the need for Christian education, um, not just in schools, but in parishes as well, and supporting that and leading that Christian education in those schools. Dr. Arson, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. My pleasure. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll check in at the LCMS convention in Tampa, Florida. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.